Hi there, and welcome to Vineyard Church Delaware County's podcast. My name is Michael Hansen. I'm the lead pastor here at the church, and I am so glad that you have joined us for this week's message. I'm going to have a little bit more to say at the end, but for now, enjoy the teaching. Merry Christmas, uh, VCDC. Thank you so much for joining us for our online Christmas Eve service. Uh, of course, like many of you, I wish that we were gathered in person, but it's at times like this, really seasons like this, what we've been going through, that we, we need to remember that God is not, God cannot be confined within a building. So wherever you have gathered today, uh, my prayer is that you are warm, uh, but more importantly, that you are aware of God's presence there with you. Uh, today, I'm going to be wrapping up our Advent series. If you've been following along with us, traditionally, every weekend, we've been lighting a candle. First weekend, we lit a candle that symbolizes hope, uh, and it's known as the prophet's candle. Then we have faith. Bethlehem's candle, joy, shepherd's candle. Last weekend, Heather did a wonderful job talking about peace, uh, the angel's candle. And then today, uh, I get to light the final candle, which uh, is symbolic of light, and it's known as Christ's candle. Advent uh, comes from the Latin word adventus. And I think the meaning of that word, the definition is so helpful, it means the coming or the arrival. In this season of Advent, it is a time for us to prepare our hearts for the arrival of Jesus. It's at Christmas that we uh, remember and celebrate Jesus, the Son of God, coming to earth as a little baby boy. And if you think about what the kids just read to us a little bit ago, by the way, kids, whoop, whoop, you guys did a great job. You've, uh, that was wonderful to listen to you. But what the kids read to us, uh, really, it was the birth announcement of Jesus. Uh, we live at a time where birth announcements are so popular with social media. You, know, you now have the possibility to uh, make some very cool, some very uh, funny birth announcements. Check these ones out. Look at this first one. I just think this one is just plain beautiful. Uh, everybody's talking about the new kid in town. How about this next one? Look at this wide-eyed little man. Please welcome our brand new miniature human. Or this next one, here's a beautiful family. It says, the Patel Smith family traded silent nights for sleepless nights and a bundle of joy. Uh, and then they start to get a little bit humorous. Look at this little guy. Our latest tax deduction, C-Schedule 8812. Uh, take a look at when this little guy was born, December 31st at 11.37 p.m. Well done, young Jason. In love and waiting for our refund, mom and dad. And then the next one, I sure remember this. For sale or trade for crib. I think I see a PS4 in that picture. And then this is uh, by far my favorite. Look at this little one. This little toddler is getting an eviction notice. It says, please note that you are required to vacate the premises within 27 weeks as the new tenant is expected to move in on March 10th, 2014. And then finally, one more. I know we have lots of dog lovers in the church. This November, mommy and daddy are bringing us home a pet human. Now, as cute as those birth announcements are, uh, they cannot compare with the birth announcement of Jesus and what the kids read to us. Let me refresh your mind. Luke 2, 
uh, verse 9 says this, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, to the shepherds, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel. I'm sure the sky lit up, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. Now that, that is quite the birth announcement. You know, when you look at the birth of Jesus, <coughs> excuse me, uh, the birth of Jesus is very unique for a lot of reasons. One of them is that uh, Jesus didn't just have one, a birth, one birth announcement when he was born. He actually had many birth announcements, many that came uh, uh, long before he arrived, some hundred, some thousands of years before Jesus arrived. One of the popular ones that we uh, t uh, talk about a lot about at this time of year uh, comes from the prophet Isaiah. And in Isaiah chapter 9, here's Isaiah speaking prophetically about the, you know, the birth announcement of Jesus. This is how he, how he describes it. It says this in verse 2. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Then jump down to verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Now again, that is quite the birth announcement. That is some little boy. Uh, for my talk today, for this Christmas Eve service, I want to focus on three words that are in that first verse there from the Isaiah passage. Let me read it to you again. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. So three words, three points, light, darkness, dawned. We're going to look at those, but first uh, let's pray, and then we'll jump in. So let's pray. Lord, uh, I thank you, like I said earlier, I thank you that you cannot be contained within the walls of any building. And I pray at, at this time of year when we're celebrating your arrival on planet Earth, I pray wherever people are gathered, Lord, I pray that you would arrive. Holy Spirit, come close. Surprise us. Surprise us with your presence. Stir in us as we prepare our hearts for your arrival. Just come, Lord. We give this time to you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, first word is light. And, uh, and in the context of arrival, of, of Jesus arriving on planet Earth? Here's a question. The first uh, verse that we looked at in Isaiah answers an important question. And the question's this. What does it look like when God arrives on planet Earth? Isn't that a good question? I think so. What does it look like when God arrives on planet Earth? And here's what that Isaiah passage says. It says, it looks like light shining into darkness. That's what it looks like when God arrives on planet Earth. And as I've been thinking about that, I thought, you know what, God? You are so practical. And here, here's what I mean. You know, think about it. When you go into a dark room, when you go into a dark space, 
What is the first thing you need before you can do anything in that dark room, that dark space? Like, is it a hammer? No. Uh, you might need that hammer later. Is it a broom? No. Uh, you might need that broom later, though. Or is it a cup of coffee? Well, sort of, but, but you know where I'm going with this. The, the first thing you need when you're in a dark place, the natural need, the first need is light. As humans, we are not wired. We are not equipped to live, to function in darkness. I mean, think, uh, think of the familiar places in your own home. Think of your bedroom, the living room. Think of the bathroom, you know, the kitchen, all these places that, that you're very familiar with. But if you, if you turn the lights off, suddenly, quickly, you will find that you are, you are disoriented. You're very off balance in those now dark, uh, familiar places. We don't do well in darkness. As humans, we need light. And you know, it, this reminds me of a time when I was a senior in high school. I was in a choir and we toured uh, the west coast of the U.S. And one, uh, when we were down in San Francisco, we, uh, uh, we had an afternoon off, and as a choir, we got to go and tour uh, Alcatraz, you know, the, the famous prison in, uh, in, the, in the bay there in San Francisco. And if you've never been to Alcatraz, just being in Alcatraz is a scary experience. There's just something about that place that I personally found quite scary. And at one point on the tour, we were in this section where there was this long row of these smaller cells. They had big, thick doors in the front. And it was the, uh, they were solitary confinement cells. And when we were in that section, the tour guide looked at us and he said, he said, uh, does anyone want to experience what it's like to be in solitary confinement? Well, myself and my two buddies, uh, Mike and Keith, our hands shot up right away because we're seniors in high school and this, we saw this as an opportunity to show off for the ladies to look cool. And so we went into that little cell and I can remember looking out of the cell at all my friends that are out there, uh, out in the light. And the tour guide said this, and, I'm, and I think he was trying to assure us, but he said, okay, you guys, now I'm gonna close the door, but don't be afraid. I'm only going to leave you in there for like five seconds. And again, come on, we're cool. And I remember thinking, afraid? What are we going to be afraid of? I mean, you can leave us in here all afternoon, like just throw us a, you know, a bag of chips or something. But let me tell you, as soon as that door closed, uh, fear, fear just grabbed my heart. I have never been in such darkness. It was like liquid tangible darkness and I had to muster all the vanity all the coolness all the you know the the willpower that I could muster not to cry out open the door open the door I did not want to be that guy but that experience reminds me that we are not equipped to live in the darkness the Isaiah passage says this the people walking in darkness have seen a great light and uh, we're going to get to darkness next. But when you are in the dark, like we were in that cell, when you see light, it is a game changer. It is such a relief to come out of darkness into light. It's such a relief. It brings so much clarity. It brings hope. It brings peace. You can see. And, and again, when I, the question I asked earlier, what does it look like when God arrives on planet Earth? It looks like light shining into the darkness. Now, uh, I don't know what you think God is like, but I want to pause here because when I'm looking at this, this tells us something. And what I'm saying right now about his arrival, this tells us something about what God is like. 
I find it really interesting that when you look at the Bible, it's, it's split into two chunks. You've got the Old Testament, you've got the New Testament. And what's interesting is both of those chunks, Old and New Testament, they both basically start. They start the same way. Genesis 1.1, the very start of the Bible says this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. At the start of the Bible, at the start of all creation, God speaks into the formless, empty darkness. And he says, let there be light. And the light is turned on. God is all about removing, pushing back darkness. We see that in the Old Testament. We see that at the start of the New Testament. But in the New Testament, we don't just see God speaking into the darkness. In the New Testament, we see God stepping into the darkness. Cue baby Jesus. And again, he steps into the darkness and he comes with light to drive back, to drive back the darkness. But notice, notice when you, again, in the Isaiah passage, notice that it says that the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Like notice that, like what is the focus of this light? Well, the focus of the light is on people. And again, that tells us something about what God is like. God has come to earth. He's come to help us. God has come to earth. God loves to shine light into dark places in order to help people. God loves to open cell doors and to shine light and to invite people out of darkness into light. God loves to bring relief, to bring clarity, to bring hope, to bring peace to people. That's what God is like. Now let me ask you a question. Do you know God that way? Again, I'm looking at this camera thing. I don't know who's on the other side of it. But let me ask you, do you know God that way? When you're in a dark place in your life, when you're stumbling around, do you know him that way? Do you know in that hard, struggling, you know, disoriented, off-balance place, do you know that, that the heart of God towards you is he is running towards you? He's running towards you to help you. He's running towards you to shine light into that darkness. I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to help you. Do you know God that way? So, if God's arrival on earth is described as light shining into darkness, and if his light is focused on people, uh, what does that then say about our condition? Right? What does that say about our condition as people that, that he arrives as light? Like, why do we even need light? So that brings us to our second point, and that word is darkness. And you know, <clears throat> I think this time of year, uh, this Christmas season, as much as we uh, put a lot of time, energy, and money into making Christmas a very hallmarky time. You know, it's the most wonderful time of the year, right? As much as we try to do that, and, there's, and we, we accomplish it in some way, we need, we need to remember, though, that the Christmas story, the original Christmas story, it's a heavy story. It's a very bleak story. It teaches that when Jesus came to earth, that when he came to earth as a little baby boy, that he was born into a very dark place. And I don't just mean it was nighttime dark. What I mean is like he was born into a different kind. It's a different kind of darkness. Uh, when the Bible talks about darkness, it's typically referring 
to two things. It's referring to evil and it's referring to ignorance. Or another way to put it would be darkness is evil and it's our inability to fix the problem of evil. And so here comes Jesus. He's born into a very dark, a very evil world. There was violence, <clears throat> injustice, abuse of power. People were fleeing for their lives. They were fleeing opposition. They were fleeing oppression. There was great hopelessness in this dark land. And adding, added to the hopelessness, there was the inability of the people to do something about the evil, the darkness in their world. And you know, we've been talking about this all year, but as we come to the end of 2020, doesn't that sound familiar? I mean, isn't this, a, isn't this a, an accurate statement to say that 2020 has been a dark year? Uh, and I mean a biblically, biblically dark year, right? Have we not seen evil bubbling up uh, onto the streets in ways that I know I've, I don't think I've seen before? Have we not seen evil uh, bubbling up and through social media in very intense ways? Have we not seen evil bubbling up in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, in our homes, causing just new levels of, of division? And, you know, I, I think about that. In, in that darkness, we have tried to find our own way, right? We've turned to lights of our own making. What I mean is this. In 2020, we've looked, we've looked to the experts. We've looked to, you know, to the, to, to the leaders, to the scientists. We've looked to the politicians uh, to lead the way, to lead the way through this chaos, to come up with some kind of light that they can shine into the, into the chaos in order to, to bring relief in order to bring clarity, to bring hope, to bring peace, what we, you know, what we long for in this time. But I, you know, I'm not so sure that, uh, that they've accomplished that. So it's, 2020 has been a dark year. Now that, and, and I'm talking about the darkness out there, but what about, let me bring it a little closer to home. What about the darkness in here? Let's, you know, get a bit more personal. What, this year, what has bubbled up in your own life? Like a, a phrase that we've heard a lot in 2020 is, you know, spiking numbers. And, and, and typically we're referring to spiking uh, COVID, COVID numbers. But you know, statistics would say that COVID numbers aren't the only numbers that have been spiking this year. Uh, statistics say that food consumption, alcohol consumption, illegal drug consumption, entertainment and media consumption, domestic violence, separation, divorce rates, depression, anxiety, Fear, confusion, on and on. There's been lots of different areas that have spiked this year. And for many of us, we've become more aware of our own personal darkness in 2020. And so again, talking about Christmas, Christmas far from, far from hallmarky. This has been a, you know, a season, in this season where we celebrate light shining into darkness. This season really has been a reminder, is a reminder to us that we need a different kind of light because we struggle with a different kind of darkness. And what I'm talking about is this. Listen to these words from really one of the heroes of the Christian faith, a guy named Paul, who uh, God used him in incredibly uh, amazing ways in the New Testament. Uh, listen to how he struggled with his own personal darkness. He said this in Romans 7. He said, I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. 
But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death. Now, if, I, if Paul stopped there, and if I stopped my talk here, like, you broken, Merry Christmas, like, that would not only be very unkind, but it would also be very inaccurate. Because while that may be Paul's struggle, that may be our own struggle, our own experience, here's good news. Here's the good news. That is not the end of the story for Paul or for us. Look at how he finishes or how he continues this passage. Look at what Paul has discovered in his life uh, that has totally changed his life. I'll, I'll start with the question again. Verse 24. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So we have light, darkness, and then finally, we have dawned, dawned. Let me read the Isaiah passage again. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And I, you know, this is like where the, you know, in, in a movie, in a montage where the music goes from a minor key to a major key. I love that phrase, on those, on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Think about what that's saying. That speaks of something that has been done to these people who are walking, who are wandering in darkness. And it also speaks of the source of this rescuing light. Listen to this. The Christmas message is that on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Notice that it doesn't say from the world a light has sprung. But upon the world a light has dawned. It has come from outside. There is light outside of this world and Jesus has brought that light to save us. Indeed, he is the light. The Christmas season is a reminder that on our own, we are lost. We are people walking, wandering in darkness. But the Christmas season is also a reminder that God loves us, that God loves you so much that he refused to leave us in that hopeless state, that he refused to leave us in the dark. So he sent his son, Jesus, the light of the world to rescue us. Now, let me ask you a question. You know, has this been a year where you've become aware of, you know, different areas of your life? Maybe some of the things I read earlier, but you've become aware that, that it's been like you've been stumbling around in the dark, right? Is, let me, the question would be, uh, uh, do you need rescuing, right? Does, does, do you need that kind of light in your light, in your, sorry, that kind of light in your, in your life? Do you need rescuing? If you do, Here's how you get in on such good news. Here's the first thing you need to know. The Isaiah passage goes on uh, to say this about the arrival of Jesus. Uh, and and it's, it's not a lot of words, but it's very profound. He says this in verse six. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. Now again, that's, that's not a lot of words, but what it's saying there is super profound. Because again, this is a light that has dawned on people. So really what, that, what those words are saying is, hey, people walking in darkness, 
Jesus, the light, Jesus has been given to you. He is being offered to you. You know, the light, the hope is being given to you in this season. And now here's something, you know, when we talk about giving and receiving, here's something that I know about our culture. Like when you start talking about gifts given, uh, something that we struggle with. Uh, and I think it's because when you've wandered in darkness, you can't help but be impacted by that darkness. But one of the things that we struggle with in the whole thing of giving and, and receiving gifts uh, is, is, this, is that the fact that we are such an earning culture. Right? Well, what I mean is we're such a paycheck culture, meaning I worked, uh, I've earned, I deserve, now pay me. Right? We, we are a paycheck. We're an earning culture. We struggle to comprehend, let alone receive, that kind of generosity that I'm talking about, that kind of gift. For some of us, if you were honest, you would, you would uh, say John 3.16, like the most popular verse. You would say it this way. For God so loved the world that he offered a really generous low interest rate payment plan in order to earn his son. Right, like, but when you look at that, it's like, wait a minute, that's, that's not a gift, is it? That's not a gift. And that's not how that verse goes. How does it go? For God so loved the world that he, say it with me, that he gave his son. So how do you get in on this? Well, first you recognize that it's being offered to you. And then you receive this gift. You receive it the way that you would receive any gift. You take it and you say, thank you. And, and here's something, here's some more encouraging news. If you still struggle to believe that this is true, the Bible, in many places, the Bible tells us that this gift, this gift is for all. Remember back to what the kids read when they were, you know, they were talking about the arrival of Jesus and the angel comes to these shepherds and he says to the shepherds, hey, what I'm talking about right now, this is good news that will cause great joy for some people. For good people? Is it only for successful people? For rich people? For educated people? Is it only for Canadian people? No. This is good news that will cause great joy for all people. Now think about this. When does that ever happen? When does that ever happen that everybody gets good news? Because typically what happened normally, good news for some means bad news for others. Or, you know, when, when, like, normally when someone wins, someone, someone has to lose. So for all, for everybody to get good news, someone needs to pay for that to happen. Well, I have good news. Someone did pay. Someone did pay so that we could all be offered, so that we could all receive this amazing gift. And there's another prophecy that comes from the prophet Isaiah and it's not about, it's not a birth announcement about Jesus. It's, it's, it's talking about the life of Jesus when he's now a grown man and he's headed towards, he's headed towards the cross. And it's what we celebrate at Easter. Listen to what he says about uh, uh, Jesus and, and, and about the cross. Isaiah 53 verse 5 says this. But he, Jesus, was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities, the punishment that brought us peace, the punishment that opened our cell doors, that pulled us out of darkness into his wonderful life, the punishment that made this available to all of us, that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Jesus paid with his life on the cross. Jesus went into the deepest darkness and he conquered it. 
Jesus died. Jesus came back to life so that we could receive the greatest gift, his glorious life, so that we could receive him. Now, is it any wonder? I mean, think about it. Is it any wonder that this time of year is marked by light and by the giving of gifts? Where do you think we got that idea? God totally set the tone of this season when he sent his boy, when he sent Jesus, the light of the world, to earth, into this dark place to shine. And he was sent as a gift. Now, again, I don't know who's all watching right now, uh, but I know for some today, today you are at an intersection. And so let me ask you a question. Will this Christmas, will this, be the, uh, will this Christmas be the time when you admit your inability to fix yourself, to fix your marriage, your family, your finances, your business, your health, on and on? Will this be the Christmas uh, when you admit that you are lost in the dark on your own? And then will you turn to Jesus and will you, will you receive the gift that he's offering? And you know, and I, I know that for some of you, it may be for the first time. For some of you, maybe you've walked with Jesus for many years, but you have forgotten how generous he is. You have forgotten that, that at the heart of the good news, it's a gift. It's a gift. And it's not just a gift to get you started with Jesus. It's a gift to get you started and to carry you through your life, your whole time here on planet Earth. If that is you, if you're someone who you've become aware of the darkness and your need for rescuing, let me invite you just to pray a simple prayer with me. So just pray this with me. Jesus, I admit my inability to fix myself. Jesus, please rescue me. Please open the door of myself. Set me free. Please lead me out of darkness and into your light. Jesus, I receive the gift that you are offering today. Thank you. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, uh, could you please let me know? Could you email us at info at vcdc.org? Uh, because I would love to talk with you about that prayer. I'd love to talk with you about Jesus, about the gift uh, that he has offered and that you have received today. All right. Uh, we now come to the end of our Advent season. And uh, I pray, I pray for all of you that as you get up tomorrow morning, uh, as you celebrate the arrival of Jesus, I pray that you would remember that with his arrival, that hope is here. That with his arrival, that the faithful one is here. That with his arrival, that true joy is here. I pray that you would remember that the Prince of Peace is here. And then finally, that the light of the world, that Jesus is here. The one who can do something about the darkness in our world who has come to do something about the darkness in your life. Well, the band's gonna come now and they're gonna lead us in one more song. I encourage you to join us. After that, I'll come and, and I'll, I'll end off the service. So why don't we sing? Uh, I love that. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. 
I pray wherever you'd gather that that, that would be your heart this Christmas. Just a, a wide open heart to receive your King. Um, don't forget tomorrow we have our blue Christmas service. Uh, it's going to be at 10 a.m. It will be live streamed uh, on the church's uh, Facebook account. That means go to Facebook and search Vineyard Church Delaware County and you're going to see two links. One link will get you into the live stream. <coughs> Excuse me. The second link uh, will be lyrics for the songs that we are going to sing. Well, VCDC, I think we're going to make it through this year. Uh, much love to all of you, and uh, I wish you a very Merry Christmas. Bless you. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. I hope that what you heard has encouraged you in your walk with Jesus. For more information and to contact us, go to vcdc.org. Well, bless you. Have a wonderful week.